This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. God bless you as you give. Taking out your Bibles to the book of Malachi, to the book of Malachi. We're in our second week of a series uh, here at Calvary Church. We, we had a guest minister on the first Sunday of the month, so we just kind of left that Sunday open And then we started a series last Sunday, so today is the second week of a quick three-week summer series. And uh, while you're turning to Malachi and while we're wrapping up our giving, I want to give a big shout-out. We have a baptism. Uh, We have a baptism going to be taking place after this after this service today so congratulations to them and we'll we'll be announcing that when the service is over. But I just want to I want to throw this out there to you. If you're here today and you have considered baptism at some point in your life and it's been something that you've just kind of thought, well, maybe one day when the timing's right, maybe one day I'll I'll be baptized. May I tell you that it couldn't be a better day than today? Uh, Even though it's something that maybe you didn't schedule to do, if your heart speaks to you today that maybe baptism is something that you would like to... um, be ministered to in. We don't have to have it scheduled. I would love the opportunity of serving you today. So at the completion of this service, whenever we, we're having our scheduled baptism, if you feel led to, I would love the opportunity to lead you into baptism today. So be thinking about that while I preach and just pray about it. Whisper to the Lord right where you're sitting. Is today the day? And something tells me that the Lord would say, oh, it's today. And we would have a privilege of serving you. To the book of Malachi, chapter number one. We started last Sunday a series called A House of Honor. A House of Honor. And, and there's two things I'm trying to accomplish. Number one, for you in your home, you at your home, your, your house, uh, whether it's an apartment, a brick home, uh, you name it, wherever you call home, I'm praying that you would claim that home as a house of honor. And then there's a second reason for this sermon, and that is the house of God. And I am determined to lead us uh, into a continuation that we have had for years here at Calvary Church, and that is that the house of God is a house of honor. Can I get an amen today? So where does this come from? Where does a sermon like this, where does it jump off the scriptures into a sermon? Malachi chapter number one, verse six, the Bible says, a son, a son honors his father. A servant, a servant honors his master. And then a bone chilling question from God. If I am a father, where is the honor do me? And if I am a master, where is the respect do me, says the Lord Almighty. And then he just kind of says to this particular group of people, he says, you have shown contempt for my name. Some of you may not be familiar with the word contempt. It simply means you have reduced my name. You have reduced your feelings for me. You have diluted them. You have reduced them down to just making me average. 
In other words, you should be honoring me, the Lord says, not approaching me, dealing with me, interacting with me, just as anyone else. I am the Lord Almighty. So that's kind of the scripture that we jump from into this series. And last week we answered the question, where is the honor today? I'm just going to give you a few uh, little, little nuggets to chew on this week concerning this question. Well, who do we honor? If we're to return to honor and if we're supposed to make this a house of honor, who, who receives the honor? So we're going to have a visual today. And we're going to show you the levels, the degrees of honor, and to whom it is deserved. And we're going to start with a big broad base, and then we're going to build up to a central focal point that hopefully you'll leave here today knowing just who to honor. Let's go to the Bible, to the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter 2, if you want to open up your, your Bible, or if you have a smartphone or a tablet, you can feel free to look at that. And some of you might even want to look at our app, Calvary FTW. You might want to look at the app that is available at your app store because the sermon notes are available to you there as well. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Show proper respect to everyone. Hey, can everyone say everyone? Say everyone. everyone. Man, I wish it didn't say it that way. Because that meant me, that meant you, that meant the one in front of you, that meant the one behind you, that meant the one that got the last cup of coffee in front of you today, and you went to the dispenser, and you were like, that sorry rascal got the last cup of coffee. Even that person, the Bible says you have to show respect to everyone. So let's start with just who is that? Number one, and our visual is going to help you really get this today. The Bible tells us that we have to honor others. That we have to honor others. Now, if you can see the visual, it's a very broad base. We're going to call it a foundation. Everything starts right here, right now, when it comes to showing honor. No one gets a pass from your honor. Well, what if they did this to me? Still have to show them honor. Well, what if I don't like them? You still have to show them honor. Well, what if I don't believe in them? You still have to show them honor. Why is that? Here's, here's the reason why. Because of the scripture in the book of Philippians Chapter number 2, Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than yourselves. This by far, is a very unpopular sermon point. Because all of us think that we're the most important person in the room. 
I think I'm the most important person. You think you're the most important person. And the truth be known, not Pastor Tommy, but the Bible tells us to consider others more important and better than ourselves. And that, ladies and gentlemen, does not go over well in a feel-good, scratch-my-back sermon. That actually steps on everybody's toes and comes right down to where we're living. Consider everyone else before yourself. If you've ever gone through any kind of premarital session with me, uh, if I've done your wedding and I've sat down with you, one of, the, one of the absolute things I always talk about and I'm a fan of is Dr. Gary Smalley's book called I Promise. That book is the secret to success in marriage. Matter of fact, I'll just uh, do a little plug for it right there. If you're in relationship and you're either engaged or even if you're married and if you're looking for a great resource, Dr. Gary Smalley's book called I Promise is a powerful resource. But here is the, here is the foundation of the, of the book. If I will always commit to make my spouse more important than, than me, if I'm always putting her before me, I promise to do everything I can do to please her. And if she makes that promise to me, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that's called? That's called a win-win. Win-win. But there are days where it's all about Tommy. And that doesn't go well in my house. Those are the days that I can't get to bed quick enough to start all over the next day. And all the fellas know what I'm talking about. When I make it all about me, 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 it doesn't go well. But it's amazing whenever I can put together a few hours of good, clear thinking and and make it about her. Buddy, things go good. And it comes back to me when she is making it all about me. It comes back to her. It's called a win-win. But this isn't just about marriage. This is about work. This is about parenting. This is about how we, res- how we respond to our parents. If it's always about someone else and if our mind and our focus and our heart and our desires, if all of our motives, if all of our intentions, if we're intentional about being a blessing to others, I promise you this much, it will come back to you. Amen. Things go well when we're living a selfless life Versus a selfish life. Can I get an amen somebody? Selfishness is like this crazy cancer. That will get a hold of you. And it will eat you from the inside out. When selfishness is in a family. It's even worse. When mama's selfish. When daddy's selfish. When little Johnny's selfish. When little Susie's selfish. When everybody's selfish. I can guarantee you this much. There's going to be a beat down. It's not going to be pretty. Selfishness. Well, this broad foundation is for this reason. Because we're okay being selfless with maybe a handful. And the Bible doesn't say a handful. 
It doesn't say a certain color of skin. It doesn't say a certain age group. It doesn't say a certain uh, part of the country. It says everyone. And ladies and gentlemen, that applies to everyone in the room, starting with the man talking about it. That's why it's so imperative and important to start building your house on honor today and start honoring everyone in your house. And I promise you this much, this is not something that you can teach. This is something that's caught rather than taught. So if you want your next generation, ladies and gentlemen, to be children and teenagers and young adults of honor, they've got to see it coming to them. And when they see it, they'll catch it, and then they'll duplicate it. And the next thing you know, you create this snowball effect. You create this rhythm. You create this lifestyle of honor, and then you build a house on honor. And guys, listen to me. When there's honor in the house, the house is healthy. Dishonor, not healthy. Let's go back to last week. What is honor anyway? Honor is anything you put value on. Anything that you put worth on, anything that is weighty. I said this in the first service. If I had you hold your hand out and I put a cotton ball on it, you would feel it, but it wouldn't even, you, it wouldn't even make a difference to you. But if I put a bowling ball in your hand, you would feel the weight. Honor is whatever you choose to put weight in. Honor your children. Honor your parents. Honor your husband. Honor your wife. Honor your boss. Honor your teammate. Honor, 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 honor. Put weight on it. Worth in it. Value it. And I promise you this much. That's the kind of stuff that will come back to you for a win-win. And everyone that is giving honor away, you'll receive honor. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we're blessed of God. Can I get an amen today? Let me touch a few things that I just want to touch. And I'm sure I'll have a fallout over it. But let me tell you where selfishness is showing up in our culture. You want me to tell you what the root of abortion is? Selfishness. You want to know the root of racism? Selfishness. You want the root of hatred towards your fellow man? Selfishness. You want to know what the root of divorce is? Selfishness. We want the pastor to preach about this sin and that sin. And we want the pastor to lay down this law and that law. Here's the law. Here's the law that covers everything. Selfless living produces the blessings of God. Selfish living produces the judgment. You've got to bring this thing back to a house of honor. Your house. When you walk in at 5.30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock after work, and you've been driving in an hour and a half of traffic, and you're just wanting to kill somebody. You've got to walk in and determine right then and there, no, I will not be selfish. I know I'm tired. I know I'm grumpy. I know, I know that I know I'm about to snap but this is my house and I've got to build a house of honor. And I'm going to honor this woman. I'm going to honor this man. I'm going to honor these children. I'm going to honor my parents. I'm going to 
Hey, I'm fixing to be some of y'all's favorite preacher. I'm going to honor my brother and my sister. Come on, young people, say amen. <laughs> Mama's going to be like, you're going to listen to that sermon three times this week. <laughs> honor. Honor. You shouldn't be surprised that selfishness is the root. First Timothy, turn your Bibles to the book of First Timothy, chapter number 3. 1 Timothy chapter number 3. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be difficult times. Okay. Why? Why will there be difficult times? You ready for it? Verse 2. Because people will love only themselves. They will love only themselves, their money. They will be boastful. They will be proud. They will scoff at God. Anybody know we're living there? They will be disobedient to their parents. They will be ungrateful. They will consider. Listen, the Bible, not me. The Bible says there's going to be difficult days because they will consider nothing sacred. In other words, they won't honor anything or anyone. Honor is going to be tossed out. Honor is going to be left out. Honor is going to be forgotten. Nothing sacred anymore. I had something kind of unique happen after last Sunday's message. I never brought this up in the message and I never would have brought it up. And I never will bring it up as in my request. But I found it very interesting that someone that has been going to church for 40 years came to me after last Sunday and said, I owe you an apology and I owe my church an apology. And I thought, well, what in the world? What do you owe an apology for? I know the gentleman well. And he said, because somehow, some way, I don't understand how I've done it, but never in a million years would I ever walk into the sanctuary of God with a cup of coffee and just lay back and just watch. But I've done that. And today my eyes have been opened now, before any of you misread that, trust me, I love a good cup of coffee and I've had a mini a cup on that front row. So don't misread what the point is. The point was that this particular gentleman, he, he, he felt for himself that he has gotten, accidentally has gotten himself into a place of being dishonorable to the house of God. So I tossed the ball into your corner. What have you, without any intention of, what is it that you have accidentally slid into and not being, that you're not showing honor to? Because the Bible says they will consider nothing sacred anymore. Oh, that's just an American flag. No, no big deal. So what it's fallen. So what it's torn. So what that they burn it. So what that they don't respect it and honor it. Man, we got freedom of speech in this country. So what? Oh, really? No, I mean, even the simple things of a funeral procession. Has things not changed? I'm in a lot of funeral processions. A lot of funeral processions. And there's been more than once I'm like driving behind the hearse, just doing my thing. What in the world? Funeral processions. 
And I know some of you are like, oh, dude, why are you talking about this? I'm just trying to make my case that honor's gone, man. But honor shouldn't be. There's something about this thing called honor that's got to be rekindled. It's got to be brought back. It's got to be elevated again. Just yesterday, I was at the hospital, of which I'll be back to today. And I walked outside with a family. They wanted some fresh air. And right there on the street, we decided to pray. And I was kind of shocked because I hardly ever see this anymore. When I started praying, the old boy took his hat off. And I thought to myself, what a great sermon illustration. Because nowadays, some people flat put their feet up on the kitchen table, leave a hat on and spit while they're eating. Much less take a hat off for prayer. And before you think I sound like an 85-year-old, old grumpy preacher, I'm just trying to tell you, if we as a family, and if you as your family are not careful, you're just one generation away of whatever you think's okay now, just what will it be with with your children and grandchildren? Bring honor back to your house. They consider nothing sacred. Verse 3, they will be unloving. They will be unforgiving. They will slander others. And this was written before social media. How easy is it to fire up that Twitter and just wear somebody out? You don't even know who they are. They like live in Washington State. And you're like, that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard anybody say. You're just wearing them out on Twitter. Or Facebook, whatever your deal is. You ready for the Bible? This is what the Bible says. Last days are going to be tough. Why? Because people will have no self-control. Out of control living, man. They will be cruel in the last days. This is a very broad statement, but boy, is it true. They will hate what is good. What is just simply good will be hated. All out of the root of selfishness. They will betray friends. They will live a lifestyle of recklessness. They will be puffed up with pride. They will love pleasure more than they love God. They will act religious, but yet they will reject the power that would make them godly. Romans chapter, verse, Romans chapter 12 verse number 10 says it this way. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Hear it everybody. Honor one another above yourselves. Somebody say love. Say honor others. All right, let's build something here. That's our foundation. Let's go to number two. If you're going to live in a house of honor, you're going to have to honor everybody. That's others. And you're also going to have to honor something a little bit more specific than just that. You're going to have to honor authority. Authority. Romans chapter 13, verse number 1. Everyone must submit himself to governing authorities. Did you hear that? You must submit yourself. Not to be forced to submit, but submit yourself to authorities. Everyone has a boss. Submit yourself to your boss. Well, he's a punk. Submit yourself to the punk. Why? Because of what the Bible's about to tell you. Well, I don't want to. 
You don't have to, but there's, a, there's something's going to happen. Submit yourself to your authorities. And before you think that you don't have a boss, men, you're married to one. And Tom Sr. said, amen. <laughs> Submit yourself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Check it out, everybody. Listen, listen. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So who that rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. In other words, you have the freedom to make this choice. Submit to authorities or bring judgment on yourself. It's on you. Nudge your neighbor and say, it's on you. Submit to authorities or bring judgment on yourselves. Let me give you a few things to think about this week. These are going to be some hot topics. Going to get you thinking. Uh, Some of you will probably email me quickly today, like before lunch. The first one would be government. Submit yourselves to authorities. Everyone in this room has the freedom to have an opinion about politics. Everyone. But I can tell you this much. None of you have the right to dishonor the offices. Because if you don't believe that God is in control, then I don't even know how you can believe you're saved. Listen to me. Well, I don't understand that. God didn't put anybody. No, God God gave you the ability to vote, which only 30% of us do. But 130% of us have an opinion about it. While only 30% of us vote. Everybody say this big word, sovereignty. The sovereignty of God is at work, ladies and gentlemen. You had the freedom to vote. But I can guarantee you this much, God was already ahead of you before you ever woke up to vote that day. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to appreciate it. Doesn't mean that you have to, uh, to agree with it, I should have said. Doesn't mean you have to like it or agree with it. But at the end of the day, there's offices established by God. How many of you just absolutely love to pay taxes? You just can't wait to pay taxes? I almost said, how many of you do? And I'd be setting myself up for trouble. We'd have marriage counseling for months. I've been telling him you better pay them taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, there's just some things that God, he's wise enough that he's over. And if you're looking for a blessing in your life, have all the opinions you want and share your opinions in the right way. And in every four years, go vote. But when it's all over, said and done, honor the offices and show honor Why? Because what you do is going to be caught by your children and they're going to be duplicating everything you've done. It's PastorTommy at (laughs) CalvaryFTW.com. 
And I promise you, I make this commitment to you publicly, I will be quick to delete it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm totally joking. I'll have Esme respond, I promise you. <laughs> Everybody say the word honor. Man, just honor. Good Lord, stay off Facebook. Don't go dumb on Facebook. Have an opinion, just don't share it to everybody. Get back to your sermon notes, Tommy. Let's talk about school. Let's talk about work. If you want things to go your way, honor teachers, honor admin. I said it last Sunday, and I'm going to say it again. I know it's summertime. Hopefully, we're going to have a better school year. Some of you are going to have a better one than you did last year. Here's what we're creating if we're not careful. And I've got a lot of teachers in this room. There's a lot of teachers in this room, and there's not one teacher that's going to disagree with this statement because I'm at schools, and I see it with my own eyes. We've created a monster of dishonor to teachers. Now, teaching is almost impossible because the teacher's hands are tied because the minute little Johnny's upset, then Mama Susie's up there, and we're changing teachers. And some of you have had five teachers in one semester. And the thing is, it's because of honors missing, honors missing, honors missing. Honor who? Authorities. Said it last Sunday. Think about the simple little Little League illustration. Your little boy round second, he just wasn't quite hustling, was he? So the ball coach chewed his little butt out. And I said, but, you're lucky. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do? We're changing teams. I'm going to coach next year. That's fine. You're going to be 0-11, but coach all you want. Honor, man. Honor. The little dude should get chewed out. Wasn't hustling. Honor, authority. Your kids are going to catch it. You can teach it all you want, but if they're not seeing it, they're, gonna, they're not going to. Man, let's bring honor back to the house. Open them doors for them women. Take off that hat for prayer. Come on, somebody. Boy, how to split a church 101. <laughs> Give you two more. Honor family and honor spiritual covering. Honor it. Honor it. Let's build up a little bit. Here we go. In honor of this day, our third point is honor parents. Honor parents. Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 2. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. It's so beautiful. This commandment comes with a guarantee. What's the guarantee? Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. And that you may enjoy long life on earth. That does not mean that your father is going to be perfect. That doesn't mean that your mother is, is going to be perfect. And for all of us that are raising babies, that doesn't mean that we're going to always get it right. 
But honor is a decision. Honor is not deserved. Honor is a choice. It's a decision made. So if your father's done this and your daddy's done that and your mom's done this and she's done that, doesn't mean that they did it right. I'm not telling you to sweep it under the carpet. I'm telling you that if you want the blessing in your life, honor them. And honor doesn't mean that you fully agree. You honor them. And honor, sown is like seed into soil. And I can promise you this much. The law of seed, time, and harvest is factual and it's biblical truth. You will receive a blessing when you choose to live a life out of honor. Let's go up another level. And this is one that's kind of my, this is just kind of my little thing. I guess I'm cut out of a cloth that's a little bit different. But I believe the Bible teaches us clearly to honor age. Honor age. So just for the kicks of it and just to, just to kind of make a point, if you're in this room and you're 65 years old or over, I want you to stand quickly. If you're 65 years old or over, I just want to make a point today and I want to do it publicly and I want to do it in, in, with all of you helping me. If you had to ask your spouse if you were, <laughs> you probably are. In this second service, there's a handful here that are 65 or over. Somebody give it up for these that are in this service today. Awesome. God bless you if you can. Be seated. I did that example in the first service five times just to keep them awake. About every, about every 10 minutes, Sister Joe, I would say, if you're 65 and over, stand up. Oh, get us church over? No, just want you to stand. <laughs> hey, everybody. You say, why, why, why'd you just do that? To make a point. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself, and Miss Karen, I'll use you today. You stood You'll find yourself, if you're not careful, treating Miss Karen Baker like she's your little school buddy, like she's your little classmate, like she's your little best friend. And I'm speaking to all of us that are not in that age bracket. There's something in me, and I don't know what it is. It may, it's a, it, I don't know. I want to think it's a genuine respect, but I think there's also just a little fear of just crossing a line that I know I should never cross. I can't go up to Miss Karen and, you know, I, I, I can't approach her the way I can approach my friend Chloe. You know, when I see Chloe and uh, I, I'll just hug her and high five her and we, what's happening, Chloe? When I see Miss Karen, I can't, I, there's just something, there's an honor there. And if you're not careful, this can be something lost in our generation, in our culture. That could be very detrimental to the health of our communities. This is what the Bible says about it. Leviticus chapter number 19 verse 32. 
rise in the presence of the aged. In other words, it literally means this. And this is not just some kind of southern, southern gentleman's way of living. But that literally means if you're sitting at the table and an aged or an elder were to walk up, you don't just say what's up and stay seated. But rather, you stand up. What a classy move, right? But it's not just classy, it's honorable. It says, rise in the presence of the age, show respect for the elderly. Every now and then, we'll get a question, and sometimes it's in the right spirit, sometimes it's not. But they'll say, Pastor Tommy, man, why, why do you always feel like in that first service that you've got to sing an older song? Why do you have that 9 o'clock service that's just kind of different because of those, some of those songs are kind of older songs. And man, lately I just don't, I, man, I, I just have a hard time with it. And I just say because they were here before you. Well, that, look, duck, duck, duck. in other words, because we're going to live what we preach. And there is a section of this church that was here before you. They're not better than you. They're not better than you. But they deserve something that you and I have yet to arrive to. And that's a place of eldership and age. And I just believe with all my heart that one of the reasons that Calvary Church is a healthy, healthy body is because of this very reason. Is because we have decided years ago and we continue to make the decision that honors not deserved. Honor is decided. Why don't you make that decision in your home to honor grandparents, to honor elderly? Matter of fact, today, some of you guys and gals, you're going to be sitting around somewhere for Father's Day and you're going to have someone that's 65 or up there. Why don't you just go ahead and talk a little bit less and listen more? You never know. You might just pick up on something because this is what Job chapter 12 says. Is not wisdom found? Among the aged, does not long life bring understanding? In other words, they've been there, done that. They might spare you some problems if you're willing to ask to be taught. And last but not least, before our baptism, as we've built up, obviously you can tell we're going to the pinnacle now. We're going to the top of the mountain. We're going to the point of the pyramid because there's nothing on top of this next point, it is established as priority in honor, and that is honor God. How do I honor God? A few scriptures for you. Psalms chapter number 29 and verse number 2. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. How do I do that? Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Can I do a little pastoring right now? When this service starts at 11 o'clock, a lot of times people get here at about 11.30 and you miss the opportunity of worship. And even if you get here, you're not in here. And even if you're in here, you're not here Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to honor God when his presence is being entertained corporately, be in the moment, 
Be engaged. Be aware of your surroundings. Be, be mindful of it. Be focused on it. Because the presence of God can be anything and everything you need. You need answers? It's in the presence of God. You need solutions? It's in the presence of God. You need encouragement? It's in the presence of God. But yet we can be here and not be here. Tell you something else, how you can honor God? The Bible says this, it concerns your finances. Proverbs chapter 3, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits, the first fruits, the first fruits of all your crops. Enter into a lifestyle, a lifestyle of tithing, a lifestyle of giving. And I promise you this much, you would be honoring God with your increase. Thirdly and finally, Psalms 34, chapter 3. This is out of the New King James Version of Scripture. It just reads so well. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Stand with me this morning. Right now, before we go into our baptism, I'm I just want to make an appeal today. During this song, if I could, uh, matter of fact, maybe if James and Karen, you alone, if, if the two of you can just kind of come and stand with me in the front and just be ready to point towards baptism or prayer today. James and Karen, some of our prayer partners here at the church, if, if we can kind of take our lights to a worship set right now and I'm going to have... Uh, Jeff, just play a little bit. You're okay, Denora. If Jeff can just kind of play softly for us. It's Father's Day Sunday. Some of you have been contemplating and considering baptism. If you really want to know how, to, how you can honor God the most, you can honor God by accepting what he's offering. Have you ever had that weird feeling offering somebody something and then reject it? Didn't it feel weird? Hey, I got this for you. Oh, I, I'm okay. I don't need that. I, I got this for you, though. That's an awkward feeling. Jesus Christ has something for you. He has forgiveness of your sin. He has his love, his grace, and mercy. And if you're looking to go up to the mountain on that pyramid, if you're looking for the pinnacle, if you're looking for the very top point in honoring God, you honor God the most when you accept what he's offering. And that's his love, his salvation. So while Jeff plays just for a moment, and I'm going to pray, while I pray, if you would like to give your heart to Jesus, then there's those here today that it's your day to be baptized. We want to help you with that. And then we're going to go quickly into the baptism that's scheduled. So bow your heads with me. Be quick to move, okay? Time is critical. Be quick to respond while I pray. If you're looking for prayer, if you want to give your life to Jesus, my friends are going to help you and lead you today. And if today's the day for baptism, 
Don't wait another second. Quickly come. Quickly come. Dear Lord Jesus, in this time of prayer, I just pray over all of these that are here on this Sunday morning. I pray, Lord God, for the men, the women, the students and children, God, that would like to just open up their hearts and welcome you in. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for their hearts to be tender and open and willing to accept what you're offering. You're offering them forgiveness. You're offering them grace. You're giving them a second chance, a fresh start. And I just pray this blessing upon them to take advantage of it. I pray right now for anyone that's been considering and contemplating baptism. Let them not walk out of here today, Lord, still struggling with that decision, but let them make it even now. In Jesus' name I pray. And that everybody said an amen. All right, while Jeff plays, come quickly, come quickly today. We really want to make sure we get to you. So come.